It's a rocket ship! Welcome back everybody to 5 Movie Madness, the show where three amateur film critics let you know what the best movies in a category are. My name is Joe, and joining me as always, I've got Corey. I found freedom. Losing all hope was freedom. And Matt. I don't think I can stomach much more of this garbage. But what's your quote? Exactly. <laughs> hey oh. I got myself. Alright. <laughs> we are doing Ed Norton movies this week. One of the best actors for a generation. I'm not biased. Totally just my opinion, but hopefully you guys think he's good too. Otherwise, this is going to be a weird list. He's good. I like the him, Science bro. says it all. <laughs> I love Ed Norton. I figured you just knew that already. Well, I mean, you know, they, the people listening don't know. I that. guess that's true. The people, the people out in Radio Land don't know. I wish he did non-art house things these days. He occasionally does. Well, yeah, these days. Been, he, he, been he does a while. movie like every three years now. Yeah. yeah. And they're all art house. Every, every movie he's come out with the last three years have been art house. Okay, you just get like Ed Norton as like a, I don't know, a lawyer or Ed Norton as... He's never been a lawyer, I don't... Actually, no, he has. Definitely been a lawyer at least once. Um, yeah. Not on my list. Oh, he's in, apparently, he's in Knives Out too. That'll be not Art House, right? Oh, yeah, right. Yeah. I'm excited no, that's, for that. That should be good. Yeah. So, I mean, we got that to look forward to. You know what, let's say that's why we're doing this episode. Beautiful. I Maybe it'll come out by the time this episode gets released. Wow. <laughs> it won't. <laughs> it this won't. This episode's totally going to beat it. <laughs> I hope. So how you guys doing? Uh, you know, long week, but I started spring break on Thursday, so that's been absolutely incredible. Nice. How long of a break do you get? Uh, so I got, obviously, the rest of this week, so Thursday, Friday, and then all of next week. I go back the last Monday in uh, in April. That sounds great. It's, that's like, what, 11 days? Yep, give or take. Wow. 11 days. I'll work a bunch throughout that, but for the most part, I'll be not working, which will be nice. And even if I work, I don't have to leave the island to do that. So <laughs> that in and of itself is going to be worth worth uh, worth the price of admission. All right, at the, the bar? Yeah, I'll work, I'll work at the brewery. I'm working the brewery on, yeah. on Easter. They're open on Easter? Huh. We're doing, um, like, can sales to go. So it's not like I'm going to be serving or anything, just people grabbing cans and... Gotcha. On on their way to, you know, their parents' house. Yeah. Grabbing a couple growlers for dinner, shit like that. So it'll be be an an easy shift. Joe, were you super busy at work today? Uh, I was busier than normal. Yeah, my yeah. my office overlooks a grocery store, like the back area, and there were like thirty trucks back. Oh, there. really? Yeah. And okay. Like, yeah, they're gonna get charged attention. That's <laughs> a lot of lift gates, a lot of bread going into the building. So yeah, I was a like, oh, I wonder if Joe's busy today. I was. I was busy all week. I've been busy for like the past month, and it's only gonna get worse as the summer approaches. Yay! <laughs> Summer's your busy Everyone season. Start listening to this show. Hmm? Summer's your busy yeah. season. But that's neither here nor there. It's fair. Matt, how was your week, bud? It's good, man. Baseball started. Watching a lot of baseball. It's been fun. Baseball did start. Yeah. I promised myself this year I was going to pay more attention. I've been too busy so far. I'm really hoping to get back into it. Mets had their home opener today. 
had that on in the background during work. Very slow today. Nice. So we and the Mets, uh, the Mets won what five one six one today. Yeah, ten runs. Is it ten one? Ten runs. Oof. I think it was ten. Maybe I stopped paying attention around six one. It was against the Diamondbacks. I know that. Ten three. Ten three. Lindor nice. hit. The Yankees are winning right now. It's a good day. They are winning currently. This is April, by the way, everyone. <laughs> so everyone knows. <laughs> yes, it's April. But like my fantasy team, I'm so excited about my draft. Currently losing ten nothing. Currently, I like. It. Well, you know, can't win every game. It's ter- like it's a weekly matchup, and it's ten categories. Mm-hmm. Ten nothing is the worst you can do right now. I'm just. I'm not close oh, to anything. Oh, it's one it's of such those. A Got you. Brutal, brutal start. Oh, it's the categories. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So I'm gonna lose ten nothing. Like I can't catch up in anything. <laughs> oh like, well, you know, there's always next week. I guess. But like, I like my this team. Is like a bye week. There's no one's hitting. It's terrible. They'll they'll catch a lot of averages. They'll catch up. Yeah. It's a weird. It's been a. It's been a really wonky start of the season too. A lot of like. Underdog's been been winning. Overperforming. Yeah. Hmm. Pitchers aren't stretched out yet because of the lack of spring training. Yeah, that's that's what I've been seeing a lot of. Like pitchers only going like four or five innings. They'll get better. But that's a conversation for another time. Sure. <laughs> Ed Norton's never been in a sports movie, at least as far as I know. I couldn't find one. That's something we that should change. Yeah, he should be like... I made a list of all his movies. A Little League coach. <laughs> yes. One of those types of movies? Love. With some kind of disorder, because that's the kind of character that he plays. That's true. <laughs> a Mile in His Cleats, starring Ed Norton. <laughs> uh, I love it. A Mile in His Cleats. What a great name for... <laughs> the Art the House, art house Baseball <laughs> Movie. <laughs> Maybe he'll finally win that Oscar with that movie. Finally. Yeah. It's been snubbed three times, but we'll talk about it later. What's the third? I know the first two. Oh, yeah. I got all three. I got all three. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool, cool. cool, cool, I don't know that I've got more than one. Fair. So, uh, I'm going to explain how the show works, and then we'll get into it if that's cool with you guys. Please and thank you. So we've each made a top five list of this week's topic, which happens to be Ed Norton movies. We're going to go around and do our or list out our movies from five to one. If someone has a movie higher on their list than it was just mentioned, they'll tell the person to table it, and we'll talk about each movie at the highest position it appears on someone's list. We also have each have a number of bubbles from, I guess, like zero to, I'm not going to say a hundred because that's too many, but like zero to five, which are honorable mentions, which Almost made our top five, but didn't quite get there. So we'll reveal those at the end of the round. And I don't think I'm forgetting anything. Let's kick off the round of five, starting with Corey's number five movie. My number five movies is Rounders. That's a table. All right. That's also a table for me. Good. Matt, you're number five. My number five is a movie called The Score. Oh, that's a good movie. Very Didn't make it for me, but okay. uh, seen it. Good movie. Yep, it's Bobby D, right? Yeah, yeah. Heist movie starring Robert De Niro and a young Ed Norton. Robert De Niro's like the older con man. You know, probably like 
very close to retirement. And Ed Norton's like the young hotshot comman, and they're working together. There's a lot of double crosses. It's cool. I like it. I like when you're rooting for like bad people because they're like you're, they're the heroes yeah. of the story. Like, yeah, you. you it's want... like a darker version of the Sting. Sure. Almost. Yeah. Exactly. Like you want you want that piece of artwork to get stolen. Why not? <laughs> it's not hurting anybody. Go for it. But Ed Norton does a no, nice. That's insured. He does like a dual role where he's playing a he's acting within the movie like um, he's a con man but he's acting like a uh, mentally handicapped janitor that's how he gets access to whatever they're trying to steal i think it's some like jeweled like scepter type deal haven't seen it in a while but he does yeah, a very good a while for me too he, he does a very good job in it so it's definitely like a cookie cutter heist movie but ed norton's performance is uh particularly yes what well. helps it stand out that's yes. for sure joe what's your number Corey, five any... oh, okay <laughs> i was gonna say Corey, anything to add on the score no no that, that's a good okay. good nice round look at that movie without giving too much away fair it's a heist movie you can't say much about like those things they're great movies but like you start talking it too much about it yeah. it's it's ru- ruins, ruins it, it for everybody absolutely all right, my number five, I'm not sure if you guys have seen, but it's Motherless Brooklyn. Motherless Brooklyn is a bubble for me. I was sure when I went into starting this movie this week that it was going to crack my top five. It checks so many boxes for me. And I just, I, I, to be honest, like, to be real, like, honest to me when I was making the list, I was like, it's a bubble. It's not, doesn't crack top five for me. Yeah, it didn't enter That's into the conversation. For me, I didn't care for it. You guys, you saw it though. Okay, yes. so everybody saw mm-hmm. it. All right, it's it's definitely not. It's at five for me because it's not exactly my kind of movie. But I just I just respect how well made it is because he directed, wrote the screenplay, and starred in this movie, and he got a bunch of big names to be in it. And as usual, he's gives a great acting performance. It's true. So yeah, it's it's not the best, I guess plot and script in the world but it, it it certainly achieved what he wanted to do i would agree with that sentiment i just remember being really excited for it and it really falling short of expectations so i i, really, uh... I was only excited to see ed norton in a movie again it had been a while since i had seen a new ed norton movie so i went into it like i i it didn't need to do very much. It just needed to be a good Ed Norton movie, and I was going to enjoy it. And that's really what happened by the time I was done with it. I was like, Absolutely. yeah, it was good. But when I went back and rewatched it, I just, you know, there every movie on my list, I feel, deserves to be there more than Motherless Brooklyn. Not that it doesn't deserve to be on a list, just on mine. That's right. I'm trying, uh, trying to find the name of somebody in Motherless Brooklyn. The guy who plays the, the musician... See the guy from The Wire? Michael Chiklis? That's The Shield. You're right. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, what's his name? This is going to bother me. I need the IMDb. What was the ca- What was the musician's out. name again? I, that's the problem is I don't remember. I remember like three characters' names in this. It's Lionel, Frank, and Moses Randolph. Those are the three names I remember from this movie. <laughs> There's a king rooster playing a saxophone in this picture here. He's a trumpet player. You're not talking about Ethan Suppley, though, right? 
No, no, no. Absolutely not. Yep, nope, that's good. Michael Kenneth Williams. Michael Kenneth Williams. Trumpet Man. Listed as Trumpet Man. He definitely has a name in the movie. <laughs> but that was fun for me because, unrelated side note, I just started playing career mode in NBA 2K21, and he's like, your agent. That's cool. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. That's crazy. Yeah, so I like I turned the game off and then turned this movie on. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> It was like a targeted ad, but in oh, film and like video that. games, it was great. Yeah, it was like the one of the Maddens where Mahershala Ali is my dad. I'm like, what? <laughs> this is awesome. Yep. Dylan Maxwell is one of the high school players. Yeah. So that's been a, this, this, that's been a pretty big trend in video games, like using like actors, like real faces. Like Giancarlo Esposito is in. Um... Oh yeah, he's in. Oh, what's, what's that? It's game? not Uncharted, but. Um... Far Cry. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yes, Far it Cry. is Far yep. Cry. Far Cry Five, I think it is. Yeah, um, Norman Reedus is in some like sci-fi game, some like post-apocalyptic sci-fi game. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my god, I can't remember the Death Stranding. I think that sound again. That? that sounds right. Not a hundred percent sure, but that sounds right. He's like the courier. Yeah, that's that's great. But yeah, that's Motherless Brooklyn. It came out fairly recently so if you're into like a detective noir thing and he has Tourette's if that checks all your boxes go for that it's pretty good that's the round of five Corey what's your number four Ed Norton movie my number four Ed Norton movie is Birdman or the unexpected virtue or something or another that bubbled for me bubbled for me as well okay um I think I like this movie more than more than some of the ones above it. Like I think I like them better, but I don't I also don't look at Birdman as an Ed Norton movie. I, like Ed Norton's in it and he's in it plenty. Like it's not like he's a super small side character. Um but it's it's definitely not his movie, so it was hard for me to put it up any higher than where it was than where it is. Um but great acting, great story. I mean, it's still got a little bit of that weird art housiness to it, which is obviously something I'm into. Uh, yeah, Birdman's Birdman. I, I I like this. I like that movie a little more every time I watch it. It's one of those movies that when I go, I don't go back to it super often, but when I do, I tend to appreciate it a little bit more each time. Fair. Yeah. the The first half of Birdman is enthralling to me, mm-hmm. and then it gets really weird. Which is kind of what ruins it for me and doesn't let it make my list. Because I think Ed Norton plays the most interesting character in the movie. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. I like Michael Keaton a lot in the movie. I think he should have won Best Actor. He did not. But um, is this the third the one? Leo year? No. Is this the third one Ed Norton was nominated for? Yeah, he was nominated okay. for supporting in this one. Eddie Redmayne. Which I think he should have won. Eddie Redmayne beat Michael Keaton for Best Actor. Oh, uh, is this oh, the yeah, right. Theory of Everything? The Theory yes. of Everything? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Gotcha. These years all blend together for me. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I love everything Michael Keaton in, the, in Birdman. I feel as his. It's I love the, the, the camera work where it's like his perspective for, for things and it's showing him from behind, especially mm-hmm. walking out of the theater in his underwear and walking through the crowd. I think that, that, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And Norton plays a good asshole in this movie. Like it's a it's a real asshole role. If there is a villain of the story, he's he's definitely part of it. I mean, um, the villain is the Birdman. I think the villain is, is a not? film critic, isn't it? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I guess it is the, the film critic. critic, although. But he seems in cahoots yeah, it, it, with it, weird. trying to like sandbag the show or sandbag his performance a little bit. So. Hmm. Birdman's good though. He's a very Ed Norton character. Yeah. yeah. He's always playing like the almost villain or actual villain in some cases. It's true. Yeah. He kind of is, isn't he? He tends towards the interesting role, which is usually the villain, which is which is fair. Yeah, I mean, again, to Matt's point though, like the Birdman is is, is such a Michael Keaton movie to me mm-hmm. that it's like it it was. I put it on there because I I really do like the movie and he's very good in it, but it's got to be low because Michael Keaton. It, it should be a like it will definitely make a Michael Keaton list. Did we do that list yet? We didn't, did we? Not yet. Okay, good. Good to know. One day. One day. Yeah. yeah it's That's be a... kind of a trend with Ed Norton. He's he's not the lead a whole lot. He he's, he's, he's very more of a character actor almost. Yeah, he's also co-lead in a lot of things. Yeah. Like as we go up this list, I feel like we're going to talk about him a lot as like the co-lead in a bunch of things. Yeah. You know, like, like he's the clear-cut leading man in like five movies I've seen and they're varying degrees of good. Exactly. Like I think Yeah. Like he can save a mediocre movie with his performance, but he's never been the lead in like a truly great movie. I I, w- I would agree with that sentiment. Yeah, I'm waiting for that day. Yeah. Although it may not happen because he's a little hard to work with apparently because he has to control everything, which I get as an artist. I can understand how you'd want why you'd want to do that. Well, he goes super method, right? Like he's a super super method actor, isn't he? That I'm unsure of. I just know I he likes know. a lot of control. Like, creative input. Yeah, like, I know he likes part, a lot of like, creative input, but I also heard that he's, like, super method, and, like, that's why he wants the creative input. He's like, no, this guy wouldn't do this. I would not do this. I, I don't know. Like, Russell Crowe and, um, what's his face? Daniel Day-Lewis? Some they're in, incredibly method act. Like, Russell Crowe didn't brush his teeth during the... And Jared Leto. <laughs> Jared Leto. <laughs> but, like... Ed Norton, I don't know with the roles he plays if it's if being as method is like required. Like looking at it, like we'll get to it. Well, I mean, some of them because some of them are very specific, like nuanced characters, which I get. I could understand if he was very method. I don't. I haven't heard that myself, but I'm not like plugged into the Hollywood community. I have no idea. Like, was he method playing Birdman or was he playing himself? Like, because he's a prick actor that's hard to work with like. <laughs> <laughs> I like to think he like took some inspiration and he was just like this is what people think about me alright this will fuel my performance <laughs> maybe but yeah that's Birdman or the unexpected virtue of something or another how to love the bomb that's Dr. Unexpected virtue. yeah yes yeah that's it i think it's ignorance yeah yeah so that was Corey's number four right yes yes matt what's your number four rounders okay table and again all right tabled again tabled again retable wow look at that look at that all right joe what do you got for Get ready to table, guys. My number four is American History X. Table. 
Yeah, it's a table. Okay. But yep. we'll get to it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. We sure will. <laughs> it's American History X slash <laughs> Death is Moochie. <laughs> <laughs> They're in the same right. universe, guys. Oh, my God. It's the Nortonverse. <laughs> that does it for the round of four, now that we've confused everyone thoroughly. Corey, what's your number three movie? Uh, Fight Club. That's my number that three as table. well. And a table? That's a table for me. Okay. Dog. Right. Matt, your number... Th- oh, never mind. You just yeah. said the number three. All right. All right, my number three. We're talking about rounders. Okay. Yeah, finally. We got there. Yeah. Let's go. Rounders is a poker movie. It's probably the most interesting poker movie I've ever seen. It's also kind of a Matt Damon movie, but Ed Norton plays Worm, and he's arguably the best character in the movie, yet again. He yeah, is, Rounder... He's the friend everybody has. That's You like him. He's helped you out out of a sticky situation once or twice. But he's just but such he's a... also gotten you into some of those situations. Yes, he's a dick. He's an asshole. He... he... <sighs> Everyone's like, "Oh, are you coming to this party?" Yeah, but I, but I'm bringing John. I'm like, oh, John sucks, dude. Like, <laughs> I'm bringing Worm. Oh, god damn it! Don't bring, don't bring Worm. Yeah, it's just, uh, you know, it's but like he he's your buddy. He had your back in third grade, so you're you're yeah. indebted to him for life. And yeah, but it is very much a Matt Damon movie. I I feel absolutely. Hmm. Yeah, and again, I mean, one of the reasons that Rounders is number five is because it's a Matt Damon movie, right? Like, it, for me, it was not... I like Birdman better than Rounders. And both of those are not, Ed like, Ed Norton-centric movies. Like, the other guy is whose movie I think it is. But that being said, Rounders, poker movie, awesome. That's such a fun movie. I do think that John Malkovich is a little bit absurd, though. He's a little over the top. A little over his, the top. His, his tell is like insane. Yeah, his uh... tell is insane. Did you see, are you about to talk about the interview? With um, Matt Damon and uh, Bill Simmons, that one? I think so. I think it's with Bill Simmons. Yeah. So Bill Simmons is interviewing Matt Damon. And uh, Matt Damon's talking about rounders. And, um, they filmed a lot of the movie and they filmed John Malkovich's scenes like at the end. Like he's only in three scenes and I was like towards like the last. Oh, really? Yeah. So Matt Damon's relatively new to the acting scenes, just starting to blow up at this point. And, um, Koppelman and Levine, I think were directed and wrote this and, uh, they're all, and all the crew's talking about, Oh, you gotta act with Malkovich. Malkovich is amazing. Just wait till he gets here. And you're going to, it's just, it's, it's a, it's, he's an, Masterclass in acting, you're gonna love it. And then, like, <laughs> Malkovich shows up in his bullshit Russian accent, going like, "In my club, I splash the pot anytime I please." And then he's going with, and the whole like crew is going, "Oh, John, outstanding, amazing, he's like, so good." Matt Damon's looking around like, "What the fuck are they talking about?" <laughs> and Malkovich, John Malkovich sees him do it, <laughs> like sees him like with this look on his face, and he leans over to him and smiles and goes. I, I don't know how to act. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a very good actor. Or something along those lines. Yeah. It is a, honestly, it's a great story. It's a great story. It's a great interview in total. But that that part of it is is just funny as hell. I just do this and people clap. I have no idea why. <laughs> it's a strange dude. I love I love John Malkovich in this movie. Uh, me too. Teddy KGB. Great name. Yeah. Teddy K. Yeah. 
He's so over the top. His Russian accent is like very imitatable. This this on a beach. He check 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 all night. <laughs> yes, no more. He's at the end too. He could have Matt Damon killed. He goes, no, nope, he beat me. Beat me straight up. Pay this man his money. Love that line. I love that scene. Yeah. But yeah, Ed Norton. <laughs> but I mean, well, I mean... We're talking about the, yeah, the movie as a whole. But like, yeah. Ed Norton's there for part of the movie. Enough enough to say that it, it definitely makes this list. It could definitely make this list. So. Sure. Yeah. Puts him on the hook for a lot of money. Oh, my God. Great dude. Thanks, guy. Again, talking about a friend who will get you out of a sticky situation, but also get you in one, and exactly. that's exactly what Ed, that's exactly what Ed Norton does in this. I think both ways too. I think he gets him out of a couple and into this one. The scene, like, sorry, just just to pivot from Ed Norton too. The term "buying mm-hmm. someone's debt" like entered my lexicon, like from this movie. Like I understood that, and that's like affected my adult life in a way like so like, i owe it all the rounders i've been purchasing up debts left and right it's exactly man <laughs> i remember watching this movie like grandma bought his debt what the hell does that mean like oh they got to pay him okay that's pretty cool <laughs> nice <sighs> good movie very good yeah it's it's i doubt there will be a more entertaining poker movie made See, I want them to make a Rounders too, so badly. I think they can also. Like, I don't think Ed Norton needs to be a part of it, but like, have like what's it? Mike McDee is that his name? The Matt Damon's character's name? Mike McDermott, I think, is his name. Yeah, just have him like. Uh, he's like a World Series of Poker winner, maybe like a two-time winner, and now all the guys, the online poker players, are starting to go into this like invaded scene a little bit, and he's caught between like old school and new school. I think there's something there. I don't know. I think it would make money. I think that movie there has definitely a is. I almost think that it would later. be. Yeah. I almost think it would be cool if like he like made the World Series, but like just came short, and sure. now he's just kind of like going around and almost is like. A guest at house tournaments, like rich people, like pay him to come play at their. He's their giving place. poker lessons. Yeah, <laughs> almost like the beginning of Ocean's Eleven. <laughs> oh shit! What did we just walk into? Oh my god, are they in the same? <laughs> <laughs> no, he changed his not. name to Lionel. <laughs> no, Mike McDermott is just one of Lionel's aliases. Makes ah, man, honestly, makes as much. Or Lionel's one of Mike McDermott's aliases. Touche. <gasps> This character also should have banged that club owner. I'm sorry. There's a lot going on there, and it's a waste. Total waste. I don't know if the scene was shot and didn't make it, but... I don't know. His girlfriend leaves. If you consider Rounders a sports movie, his girlfriend is the worst female significant other in a sports movie in history, in my opinion. I hate her so much. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, fair enough. Aggressive, but fair yeah. enough. Terrible. So that's rounders. That's rounders, baby. And that's our round of three. I got to say the word round twice. On to the circle of two. Corey, what's your number two Ed Norton movie? My number two Ed Norton movie. My number two Ed Norton movie is Primal Fear. That is a table. That is also a table for me. I'm okay with this. I'm very okay with this. Excellent work. Uh, Matt, what's your number two? Mirror History X. 
Uh, table it again. I had a feeling, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> My number two is Fight Club. All right, we'll talk about it. Yeah, I guess that's yeah. it. It was weird making this list, because like, I had to balance the strength of the Ed Norton performance versus the strength of the movie versus how much Ed Norton's in the movie. Yeah. So, like... It's fair. This is his biggest screen time in the best movie I could think of, where he's, like, the definitive lead. So I was like, I guess this is number two. Like, okay. for a while, two through four was really tough for me. Between Rounders, Fight Club, and American History X, I was like, at every point on my list, they were at different spots. And I was like, I guess I'm just ending up with Fight Club at two. Hey, listen, I, I, I think... Based on what all of our top threes are, you can roll a die and put them where you want, and I'd be perfectly content with it. I'm not going to really debate what one of these should be above the other. I think all three of them are just master classes in performances, as far as Ed, Ed Norton is concerned. Yeah, I guess this, he's like the most regular guy in Fight Club, ironically. Yeah. Like, when he's playing the narrator himself, it's just like... He's 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 a dude. He he shops at IKEA. It's his simple joy in life, and then he's got insomnia. That leads to he's a very relatable character. That leads to. I mean, we, do we not have to worry about spoiling a movie that's well over no, twenty years everyone, old? Everyone, everyone. I think everyone knows about Fight Club okay, at good. this point. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's we're talking about a, a guy who has insomnia that turns into a dissociative personality disorder, which is a which is a bit extreme, I suppose. But even still, I mean. I don't think that there's a person my age, our age, I guess. We're, we're, we're all around the same age, We're all age, around the Corey, same age. Yeah. I guess we'll call it that. <laughs> I don't think there's anybody that's around our age that is in the, like got into movies, like really the big movie buff, that doesn't cite this as like one of those movies that's like a coming of age film for them. Like it, it came out at, at just the right time for us to be getting into movies kind of. It's like 90s. No, not 99? 99, 2000, maybe? I think it's 99. Yeah. I think yeah. It's, it's, it's somewhere in, the, in that three-year range. 99. Like, it's, 99. it's a movie that became a, yeah, it became a cult hit. It Everyone did. in high school is talking about yeah. it. Yeah. Criti- in high school, you're too young to understand this movie. Critically panned. Yeah. yeah. Financial but a, bust. But an Absolutely. absolute culture classic. There were three movies. classic. There were three movies when we were in high school that, like, if you were into movies, these were, like, the three people talked about that were, yeah. like... Fight Club, Fight Club. Boondock Saints. Boondock Saints the Garden is State. one more. No, Garden State? Uh-uh. <laughs> Donnie Darko. I'm trying to think of what the... Donnie oh, Darko, yeah, yeah. that's a good one, too. Everybody. Donnie Darko was by far the weirdest one. Yes. <laughs> so, in, by far. In, in Jersey, you have, to add Gar- you have to add Garden State to that. What year did Garden I mean, State come fair. out? I mean, that's fair. It is the Garden State. Uh, 2001, 2001, 2002. Okay. Yeah. Long Island, Donnie Darko. 2004. 2004? 2004, yeah. All right, so we're in high school when that came out. But, like, the, the other, yeah, yeah. the ones we're mentioning Almost graduated. came out, like, years earlier. Yeah, yeah. Boondock Saints came out the same year. 04? No, 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 99. I'm talking about... Yeah, 99. Fight oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. came yeah, out in 99. Tracks. Yes. And then what was the other one, Donnie Darko? Yeah, that was That's like 96. Oh, one. Oh, one? Wow. Mm-hmm. That's later than I thought. Yeah, it's a little later than I thought, too. I would have expected it to actually be at 99. I thought all three of them would come out the same year. I feel like all... Because th- you're right. surprised me. Because you're absolutely right. Like, those are the three. 
So absolutely the three. Did anybody read the book, Fight Club? Yes. Yeah, I, I own the book. Yeah, I... It is one of those... I've, I've always been a bigger movie than movie over book guy anyways. But I feel like the the reveal, as it were, is is telegraphed so clearly in the book that it's like, how did... Like, I, I'm happy that I got to see it in the movie and, like, get the reveal via the movie mm-hmm. because it it was actually a reveal. Does that make sense? I can't comment because I watched the movie first yes. and then read the book, exactly. so I already knew. You're reading, you're reading yeah. a book with that knowledge that, like, okay, yeah. this is a... Yeah, I the guess inside so. baseball track already. I mean, just like, all right, when does this happen? Tr- that that's that's fair, but like one of the lines in the book is the minute I picked up the phone, they stopped having sex. I was like, what? Like, is that not obvious? Like, that seems obvious to me. But I guess again, I did have that knowledge in hindsight, just twenty twenty. All right, yeah. I'll let it slide. It's I'll it's a great that statement. Great rewatchability here, because um, you can watch it from a different perspective. You can try to. Knowing what the reveal is, you can try to like pick out certain things. That's yeah, like, and you can see all the little cigarette burns on the film. Yeah, that they really highlight. Mm-hmm. That's, that's why, like, like the Sixth Sense is a good to watch movie. Like, yeah, you watch it, you get the reveal, but now you got to watch it again to see like if they screwed anything up. And I can't wait to watch that movie a first time. Oh, that's One right, day. but you know, you know the whole thing. So I've had it spoiled for me. So sure. just, at a certain point, I was like, "Do I need to watch this?" But apparently, I need to watch it. Yeah. Um, I don't like Fight Club as much as other people our age. I, I do feel it's a little um, violent for violence' sake. I get the meaning. Oh sure. But, like be behind it, and I, I get what it's trying to say. But like, there's another movie we're going to talk about fairly soon. That's like, I get the meaning. I get what they're trying to say. I just don't want it in front of me. But again, mm-hmm. Ed Norton, phenomenal in this movie. Masterclass in acting. Yeah, I would agree with that. As as usual, and he, by far, is, it's the most screen time in this one. I would argue there's not a scene that doesn't have Ed Norton in it in this movie. I don't think so. Because even if he's not the like the focal point of the scene, he's the he narrates over top of it for the most part. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes sense. the The other the other lead is technically just Ed Norton. He can't not be there. It's just a better-looking Ed Norton. I'm sorry, Ed Norton, but Brad Pitt's got you. I mean, have you seen? Did you, did you see those abs in the <laughs> that that deep cut V? Oof. Yeah, good for him. I, honestly, yeah, I love. I, Great movie. I love this movie. I still love this movie. Introduce me to Meatloaf as an actor, and that's Fight Club. And that's Fight. That's how we're gonna end it. <laughs> Introduce me as Meatloaf as an actor. Moving on to number two. He was in that uh, other movie. He's in a few movies. The Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yep. I don't know what else Meatloaf has Tenacious been in. Tenacious but... D and The Pick of Destiny. That's right. Oh, yeah, he is in that. I saw that movie once in theaters, so I, I don't really don't remember it. The fact you saw it in theaters is honestly impressive enough. Thanks, I think. <laughs> so that's our round of two. Let's go to the round of one. Corey, what's your number one Ed Norton movie? My number one Ed Norton movie is American History X. No way. <laughs> uh, um, I will put this out there right now. I was, I, I got to my two and one knowing full well it was going to be American History X and or Primal Fear. And I very literally flipped a coin. 
I very literally said cool. American History X is heads, Primal Fear is tails. Let's see what happens here. And that's how I decided my one and two. I think that that's how I would have picked heads and tails too. Yeah, that's it was it was literally a one and one A or one and one B for me. There's no they're they're both phenomenal movies. So I want to get that out there right now before we start talking about American History X. Um Yeah, American History X is another one of those films where it's like people were talking about it and you went and watched it and all they really said was like it's this movie about like a neo-Nazi who like doesn't want to be a neo-Nazi anymore. And then when you get into actually watch this movie, it is about so much more than that. And it makes me almost mad how bad people describe this movie. Like this movie is beautiful. It is dark. It is grotesque, but it is absolutely beautiful. Nonetheless, despite that, in my opinion, it's a movie that everyone should see. Yeah. But like, I've seen it twice now because I was way too I was too young to really understand it when I watched it the first time and then I rewatched it for this. I get it more. It's like a Schindler's List category of movie. Like I don't need to see this again because like parts of it'll just stick with me. But it's it's a it's a movie that most people need to see probably once. In terms yeah, of this list, fair. it definitely deserves to be on it. Deserves to be high on it because he is a is the movie, right? He's he's the actor. Yes, absolutely. He it's it's one of the only times I ever heard of somebody being nominated for an acting performance where he had so many problems on set with the director was almost fired numerous times. Tried to rewrite half of it himself also, but he's still so good in it that he got not like nominated anyway. Like that's it's his performance makes this movie. I don't like this movie. I don't think. <laughs> I debated, really? I debated not having it on my list at all, but he's so good in it. I had to put it at number two. I just you can't yeah, have an Ed like, Norton list without this one on it. Uh, in, I agree. In like, like, yeah, like the, the the subject of the movie is important. But like, everyone else in the movie is kind of bad at yes, acting. Exactly. Like there there are two Edwards in this movie. One who's really good at acting, and the other one's Edward Furlong. Exactly. And like. He's better in this than in Terminator 2, but he's still very insufferable. <laughs> His voice finally changed. That's a... yeah. <laughs> so so he gets the he gets the bump. Everyone else is pretty bad though. Yeah, like like thank God Edward Edward Norton's in this movie. Otherwise, it would be a bad movie. Much worse. Yeah, it might actually be a bad movie. Yeah. It's subject matter is brutal. It's it, it. You should watch it though. I mean. Yeah, it's 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 important culturally i guess but just it's it's tough it's tough to get through it it is it is tough to get through but it's it's i think from the standpoint of you're able to it, it doesn't matter what type of person you are you're able to change for the better if the situation allows for it right like people can grow people can change and Honestly, it's it's it also is a not even that so subtle social commentary of what like casual racism in a family can like escalate to, right? I think that like the dad from Boy Meets World was racist. Who knew? But like in like, such a subtle like, <laughs> I know, I know dads in my middle class white community that said the exact same things growing up, right? Like one can like once it gets passed down, it only escalates, right? So like. To see, like, the roots of that racism and being able to grow out of that racism is 
is it, it's, it's some powerful stuff. It, it's definitely well, yeah, because it's what you yeah. Go ahead. Deep seated racism passed along by his father, but more so the vulnerability of a kid who lost his dad and someone reaching out to him and corrupting his corrupting his mind. That guy is the worst guy in the movie, by the way. He is terrible, character wise Absolutely. and acting wise. Brutal. Absolutely. Absolutely. The cult I don't think leader. he's terrible acting oh, wise, th- but he's as a character, I don't like him. He's, he's like hey. unbelievable, like in his convictions and his speech. I, 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 the the, the more you see. The the last time you see him, like when like shit kind of goes sideways, it's like that was bad. <laughs> that was that was wasn't great. Like I can see, I can like let some of the other stuff go, but like that last scene, I was like, eh. eh. When he's interacting with Danny too at that like rally or concert, like like it's just oh, it's not it's not good. <laughs> like, no, he's it's not he's great. supposed to be, he's supposed to be 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 that like corrupting the minds as well as being like a person for the, the people his people to like lean on and he, he just doesn't have that like he doesn't have the charisma yeah yeah he can't pull it off like it's he, yeah. he's a cult leader but not a cult leader. it's it's really i don't know, i just found him very unconvincing and th- there's another scene that's like kind of unforgivable i know it's it's just a deep subject matter and everything they shouldn't like make light of things but a six foot Skinny guy cannot jump up and do a reverse freaking slam dunk in a basketball game. Oh, I was, gonna, <laughs> I was, I was. That was one of the comments I had about this movie. I was like, "How mad is Derek Vineyard that he squandered his NBA level ability? Six foot, like killing guys nothing. and going to prison. <laughs> yeah, six foot, six nothing. foot, nothing. Because he's incredible on that court. He went for a reverse jam. You know how hard that is." Yeah, he's got the skills to give Holy thrills and chills crap. and pay the bills. Terrible. Like, I really hope that was one of the fights, like, on set. Where the guy's like, alright, you're gonna steal the ball, you're gonna do a layup, win the game. Hell no, I'm dunking. He's like, no. <laughs> like, fine, you can dunk. Now it's gonna be a reverse two-handed jam. What? <laughs> no! <laughs> There's no way. There's no way. Well, then get find a new actor. Watch we it. filmed 90% of this movie. You can't... <laughs> That sounds Just rotate Ethan Supley in with me. That sounds a lot. Like... <laughs> oh my god! Oh, what a poor. I was gonna make a that sounds like a your problem joy joke, but the Ethan Supley joke was way better. Uh, there are certain not to make light of that movie, but yeah, it's very funny. Ethan they're, Supley they're... is is given just just too much for me. Like the amount of the amount of work he has to do in like things like uh, Remember the Titans. He's really good in Remember the Titans, but he's given just a little too important of a role for his acting. Like his acting just can't keep up, and I don't know that if it, that it's his acting can't keep up, or if it's just just that Edward Norton's is so far above that. Like the dichotomy between the two of them is just so apparent. I think that might be a, a problem more than anything else. Is like the other people are trying to keep up with Ed Norton, and Ed Norton is just miles ahead of him. I mean, I will say Ed Norton and Ethan Supley are in a lot of movies together, so I think he likes working with him, so I don't think he thinks Ethan Supley's a bad actor. No, no, I'm just, I also think that Ethan Supley has gotten better over the years, and part of well, that sure. might be because he's constantly with Ed Norton, and Ed Norton's probably giving him tips. Probably can't hurt. Yeah, right? Like, but this is, I think, yeah, I, I feel pretty confident in saying that this is the first uh, the first time they work together. Yeah, what is this, 96? Probably. Something like that. I wonder if the Boy Meets World oh, Connection got Ethan Supley or 
the dad from Boy Meets World, it's like their connection had something to do with both of them being cast in this movie. Doesn't he need to play like Frankie? Yeah, he's Frankie. Yeah, that's right. I didn't think about that. His dad is Vader from the (laughs) WWF. Right. (laughs) Uh, Also, Uh, certain movies and and in life, there's certain things you'll never forget. There are certain things you never forget seeing, smelling. There's a sound in this that goes right through you, and you that's just I I can hear it to this day, and it's sticks with you. That Mm. scene was. We're talking about the curb scene, right? Yes. Yeah, okay, good. Sorry, I, I, I know you probably didn't want me to say it, but I just wanted to double-check to make sure that there are, the There are three candidates. That yeah, that's kind of where my... That's, which is fair. That's exactly where my brain... That sound. I, that, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, no, no dude, you're absolutely right. And, and I've never forgotten that scene. Like, it just... That was the scene... Before I watched it, that was the scene that people were warning me about. Or the scene people were telling me about. They they were like, dude, he literally, dude, it's insane. I was like, what what's insane? They're like, I can't, I can't tell you. You'll know when it happens. I'm like, okay. And I watched it. They don't tell you it's gonna happen three times. Yeah, right. I watch it happen, and I don't have a cell phone yet, so I had to wait till the next day to go to school and be like. It was the curb stomp scene, right? They were like, yeah, 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 it's the curb stomp scene. It's crazy to sit on that feeling for, like, so long. Yeah, it was fully overnight. Do you yeah, yeah. notice how difficult it was to go to bed that night, knowing that I had to decide, like, I had to wonder if that was the one? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All words used to describe American history. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Cool. That's Corey's one. That's my one. And Matt and I have the same number one. That we did. Great choice. Great fucking choice. That's what it is. Primal Fear. Phenomenal. Yeah, it is. Best film debut by an actor in history. Mm. 100% the first thing I was going to say about that movie. The absolute first thing I was going to say. I lo- he got nominated for Best Supporting Actor in this movie. I looked up who won. He's better than Cuba Gooding Jr. and Jerry Maguire. Yeah, Jerry Maguire had like, so much going I don't, for it. I didn't see the other three movies, but like Ed Norton deserves to win, at least over Cuba. Or Cuba. I don't know if it's... I never know if it's Cuba or Cuba. I, it was Cuba I assume it's Cuba. It could be Cuba. Whatever. Probably Cuba. Fine. I, I, for the life of me, can't imagine... Making that your first like day like that like that being a debut performance, I watch it. I watched it well after I had seen American History X and Fight Club. I didn't watch Primal Fear until much later. I didn't even know about it. I also I I was probably in the early years of dating my my now wife when I started when I finally saw Primal Fear, and she was the one that turned me on to it. She was like. Wait, you haven't seen Primal Fear yet? I was like, "Way to go, Pam!" Honestly, Pam, good job. Like, she was the one that said, "Yo, you gotta watch this one. It's his first movie." And I watched it. I was like, "No, no, it's not. No, it can't. It can't, <laughs> it be. can't be. It it physically could not be. He has to have done other things first. He's definitely like a stage actor for like a while beforehand. Sure. So he had like some chops, but like that is unfucking believable amount of talent on the screen." Oh yeah, that, that a, was. He plays a dual role, and it's 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 he does it. I would argue it's a triple role. Yeah, borderline flawlessly at that. 
what's who's the th- what's the third guy he plays? The the end guy, his actual self. It's like Roy though. But I, Roy's like really aggressive. This guy's like a Cunning? cold, calculating. Uh, like Roy? I don't like, know. I would I would say it's you're like. I see, yeah, it's always as if he used Roy. I see. I see, yeah. I, I see your point, but I'd say it's two. And it, thinking of it as two gives more credence to the line. There never was an Aaron. Like that's that's it's so good. Walking out. Sure. That reveal yeah. and like that. That's like the last scene too. And you're like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. Also, spoilers for uh, Primal Fear. Whatever. If you haven't seen it, we're Come sorry. But, Which is uh, even older though. We're movie. talking like mid nineties for that 90, one. This is ninety six. Yeah, this, this one's ninety six. I did look up who else was nominated that year. It, it's definitely a three man race for best supporting actor. With Cuba for Jerry, this yeah. and who was the third? William H Macy and Fargo. I'd- Okay. Yeah, I didn't see the other three movies, so I can't comment on if Ed Norton's better than them. Shine blows. Like, I hate Shine, and uh, James Wood. James Woods and Ghost of Mr. He does really well with that. But uh, again, it's another pretty brutal movie. Pretty uh, brutal uh, mm. story, subject matter. Um, Fair. Yeah, I don't like Shine. <laughs> <laughs> Never seen it. I saw Primal Fear. I, I think late nineties or early two thousands. Yeah, I saw it around the same time I saw Fight Club. It was on like I ended up just like I think I think I blind bought both DVDs and I was like, oh my god, hmm. Primal Fear is actually better. <laughs> I, it was on it was on like TNT when I got home from school one day and I was like, well, like wow, this is like really good, and I think I caught it like halfway through, so then I was like, all right, going to the library. <laughs> <laughs> Let me bust out my card. Do <laughs> do. <laughs> <laughs> I actually watched it a couple weeks ago prior to you announcing this as the uh, oh perfect yeah. yeah, I watched it today like it was the last one I rewatched for this because I was just like I have to make sure first one I rewatched movie clips doesn't do this justice I mean I will say he's like seventh billing in this movie this is yeah. absolutely a Richard Gere movie but he steals sure. the show and that's I think that's also the difference between Birdman and Rounders and Primal Fear too Right, like Birdman and Rounders are still those guys' movies. It's still a Matt Damon movie for Rounders. It's still a Michael Keaton movie for Birdman. Primal Fear, yes, it's technically Richard Gere is is the lead. But you, remember I remember Ed Norton. Yes. Norton. It's like a, uh, it's like Silence of the Lambs. Yes, you remember Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, it's not really his movie, but it's not. No, like yeah, yeah. But like like for this, for well, I imagine the marketing, you're going for Richard Gere, but you talk about Ed Norton when you leave. Yeah, yeah. Well, Edward Norton. Yeah, no, no one knew Ed Norton. Exactly. This movie, like, who's that guy? Yeah. Oh wow, he can act. Yeah, goddamn, he him can. In more things. Sure can. A lot of people up for that role too. Like um, Ed Norton had battled Matt Damon and Chris O'Donnell for like the same roles in like the mid nineties. They're they're everybody wanted it, and like after like after Ed Norton got Primal Fear. He had like carte blanche to do whatever he wanted. Like uh, I don't know if you saw the Rainmaker of Matt Damon. It's a John Grisham book. He's a Matt Damon's a lawyer yeah. in it. But like that was Ed Norton's role. Uh, he turned it down. Like th- that's what it came down to. So it's the movie that put him on the map. Imagine being in one movie and then getting the turn down role. That's it. That's how it goes. That's the kind of talent he brings to the table. That's usually like director level stuff. Like you see a director burst yeah. onto the scene and. What Ryan Coogler did 
Fruitvale Station. Everybody loved it. Then he's doing Creed and Black Panther. Yeah. Picks and chews, does what he wants. Yeah. And the movie he where he plays a lawyer is The People versus Larry Flint. Right? He's a lawyer yes. in that? It's crazy. Rounders was his fourth movie. Fourth and fifth movie was Rounders and American History X and then Flight Club. And then Keeping the Faith, which sucks. Yeah, it was his first, like, At least I don't remember comedy. being very good. Yeah. Right? He's, it's like, Ben Stiller, right? It's a priest and a rabbi going after, like, the same girl. It's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> It's such a such such an off brand thing for him. Like, did he, did he did he need money? I don't know. Was he like? <laughs> don't actors? Or did he lose a bet? Don't actors go one for me, one for them? Like, maybe it was like a crowd pleaser at that point. Not exactly a passion project. I guess at his this point in his career, he was still in the one for me, one for them. Sure. <laughs> and then, ironically, he is in a Hannibal Lecter movie. I've never seen Red Dragon. I've seen like a couple minutes of it. I'm just like, ah. Eh. It came out too late because it's a prequel mm-hmm. to Silence of the Lambs and you have Anthony Hopkins in like oh, yeah, yeah. really bad makeup trying to look younger so Fair. it's a cool story it's fun it's this should have been mid 90s instead of post mid 2000s had they known the success of the other movie Silence of the Lambs I keep spacing on the name of that movie well Silence of the Lambs was long. like a book series, right? So they, they made the book. Oh, was it? Based on, yeah. So, and like the character Will okay. Graham is like a book character. That's why the show Hannibal is weird because they had the rights to certain characters and not other characters. Like they had the rights to Will Graham, but not Clarice Starling. So that's why the show didn't huh. do, it's a great show, but didn't do as well as it could have because of like character rights. It's bizarre. Yeah, I heard it was good. Yeah. Primal Fear, anything else? I'm good, bro. I'm good. All right. Great movie. Primal Fear. That's Matt and my number one movie. And that's going to end it for the top five round, although we're going to give you our bubbles now, if we didn't already talk about it. So uh, my bubbles were Birdman and Death to Smoochie. Nice. Wanted to have one comedy on I this. like Death to Smoochie. That's yeah, not bad. Yeah. Uh, my my bubbles, bubbles were... What do you guys got? We got a little delay here, Definitely. Like a little bit. Cool. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. Uh, my bubbles were Birdman and uh, Isle of Dogs. I actually thought Isle of Dogs were going to make your top five. He's really not in it that much. Nope, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I just know you like that movie a lot. Uh, for me, my bubbles were Motherless Brooklyn, which we talked about already, Moonrise Kingdom. Wow, really? I didn't get to see that. Uh, it's, 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 my, it's my type of movie. It's weird, man. It's a weird movie. It's it's, uh, yeah, it's it's I mean, weird. I, yeah, I, have, but, I guess uh, it's the best way for it. Um, it's weird even for Wes. It's weird. Yes. It's weird for Wes. But it, I also I, lo- I fucking love Wes Anderson movies. Um, not not enough to to beat out anything that I have on my top five, obviously. But I, I still like that movie. And then the last one was The Illusionist. I thought The Illusionist was pretty good. That's another movie I saw in theaters, and then. Forgot I saw for a while, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that was an Ed Norton movie." It, it's another one of those movies too, where there's like a, a like a twin movie, and that that are always kind oh, of the confi- prestige. Yeah, yeah, the yeah, prestige that came out around Which the same time. Is like time. a better movie, unfortunately. It is. It is better. <laughs> it is better. So that's again. Ever, why do you, go ahead. Have you guys ever seen the Twenty Fifth Hour? Yes. Uh, no. Not in consideration. I've never seen it. 
It was it was it was close. I'd probably put it like eighth. It's a little it's a little rough around the edges, but uh, I like that movie well enough. Uh, yeah, uh, people on the street ask me what the topic was. They all mentioned Twenty Fifth Hour. I'm like I haven't seen it, but if it's that good, it's gonna make somebody's list. But yeah. no dice. It's 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 good. Yeah, I if I rewatched it. It probably would have a shot over Motherless Brooklyn. Gotcha. But it's a toss-up. And those are our bubbles, and now the top five round is truly over. It's time for the madness round. Matt's going to be spinning a digital wheel on his phone that has slices with all our names and movie numbers on there. Whatever movie gets spun is going to end up on our top five list, unless someone vetoes it, because we've all been given a veto. So if a movie comes up that we don't want, we're going to veto it. However, we've also been given a protect We've each protected one movie on our list, so if someone tries to veto the movie that you protected, the movie stays. But if you didn't protect it, it gets bumped off the list, and then we spin again until we're down to five movies, and then we order those. And that's the madness round. It's what truly separates this podcast from, I assume, the other ones that do it, because I don't listen to them. Not anymore. Spinning it now? Good? Go? Do it, yeah, go for it. Spins in. Corey number four. Birdman, or the unexpected virtue of ignorance. Good, Joe. I'm cool enough with it. Right. Yeah. Next spin. Corey number five. Rounders. That as well. Yeah, I can't. I, I can't veto rounders. <laughs> uh, next spin. Map number two, which was American History X. Certainly not vetoing that. Three down. I wouldn't think you would. Joe number two. Fight Club. Fight Club. Is that our fourth movie already? Yeah, it is. Balls. About to get real interesting here. (laughs) So wait, wait, hold on. We've got Rounders, Birdman, American History, and Fight Club on? Yes. Yep. All right, so we're waiting for one more. There's really only one movie left I care about. All right, well, if it doesn't get spun, I mean, I think... I th- we have some vetoes. We, I right. think we're all going to just do it exactly that. Joe number four, which is American History X. All right, spin again. We're, we're getting there. I'm pretty yeah. confident here. And Joe number one, Primal Fear. I was about to Primal is. Fear, okay. There's not that much variety yeah, on this list. No. I, I felt confident. The only... Mother With three Brooklyn. vetoes in hand. Motherless yeah. Brooklyn and the score were the <laughs> Only one. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So. so yeah. We would have had it. Yeah, we did it. Good. Good. As 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 it should be. <laughs> wow. My all five. I got a full five. Nice man. Nice. I got four out of five. Yeah. I mean, I think mathematically, and again, like I said, I, I it it was very very easy. It, it was so hard for me that I had to go to a coin flip to do it. Um. Primal Fear is going to end up being number one, right? It's a one-one-two. Yep. Yeah. What's what's the what's the five we have? We have Primal Fear, Flight Club, Ra- uh, Rounders, American History X, and Birdman. And Birdman. Yep. yep. Okay. I mean, yeah, Primal Fear at one, I would agree, makes the most sense. I personally think that American History X should be two, but if it dropped to three and Fight Club was at two, I'd also think that that's fine. Well, what what do we got for? I know it's, fight, the scores aren't going to be, be all end all, three, but three three two, American History X would be a two four one one, 
Merrick History X has a higher Z score, a lower Z score, which makes it. I learned about. I learned about that. Based on, based on the numbers. Based on the numbers. All right, so we'll keep that in their back pocket. Yeah. We uh, that's probably going to be the debate of the show is two and three. Probably. Yeah, it's going to be either American History right. X or Fight Club at two three. Yeah. Because Rounders is what a three four five. And then Birdman is just a five? Just, or a, or just four. a four. Just a four. Okay. Which means Birdman will go five and Rounders will go four then. I I'll say this, too. Shakes out. Again, yeah. we go by, uh, based off the math and everything. We don't really go based off the arguments. The most rewatchable movie of our five is Rounders. I don't even think it's that close. Just... I, that, no, that's, that's needs true. Needs to be said. <laughs> Yeah. Like I can watch, these, like, I can watch Fight Club more than Rounders, I think, personally, but... If I'm going downstairs popping the Blu-ray in, I'm going uh, Rounders all day based on this list. Well, I mean, it's it's by far the lightest movie on this list, <laughs> exactly. and probably shortest, so, like, yeah, it makes sense. Alright, <laughs> I guess that's fair. I mean, I'd be... <sighs> no, if... I, I, think, I think Rounders at four, Birdman at five is fine. They're both, they're both not specifically Ed Norton-centric movies, right? No, no. So if, I will agree, a, you don't think of Rounders and be like Ed Norton. Yeah. It's an Ed Norton list. That's, that's, that's very true. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. in terms of, but, like, movies, though... So then why don't we... Then, then, and, that's, and that's my point, right? So if we're looking at, you know, Rounders... It, it, we look at the two movies that are not specifically Ed Norton movies. Which one of those two is the most rewatchable? The answer is still rounders in that, yeah, in that I'm, scenario. I, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm yeah. trying yeah. to get rounders I'm, higher than four, but it, it's not going to happen. I understand yeah, it's, it's not, not going to happen, but yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. throwing that out there. If this was if this was a fun Ed Norton movie list, number one rounders, yeah, pr- pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> Moonrise Kingdom slides in at three else, at that point. It's a whole different nothing list. Nothing else guys. on this list is fun. No. Death to Smoochie definitely makes this list. Yeah, that's oh, yes. fun. Sure. I, you know what? When we get far enough deep into this podcast and we need to like retread some we'll shit, revisit. Things. We're gonna do fun Ed Nortons. Birdman's definitely five. Yeah, no, Birdman's five. I mean, based on it being an Ed Norton list. I love rounders, but I would argue it probably belongs at four, yeah, right. based on the choices we have. Understood. And then, I think the two-three argument is kind of just gut feeling because he's the lead in both. He does a great performance in both. They're both not tough to get through, but like challenging subject matter. One more so than the other, obviously, but. He didn't get nominated for an Oscar for the other one. So it's like, it's a toss-up. It's an in-the-moment thing. I want to look up scores, actually. Fight Club, I think, is like an 86. I feel like that's high for Fight Club. That's probably the audience right now. 79. It's a 79. Critic? Yep. 96 is the audience score. Wow. That's high. American History X is an 83. With an audience score of 96. So for both of them, okay. audience is all about it. Yeah. Again, you I would some s- of my feelings on the audience score for movies. <laughs> sure, and I, that's fair. Yeah. Here's what I'll say. I will say, despite it being my number one, despite it being my number one, I think that 
it makes some sense for American History X to go lower and Fight Club to be above it, if for no other reason than the connectiveness uh, like to the movie is probably easier it's probably easier with Fight Club. Like more people like can like put themselves in the shoes of like the existential dread and like like the anti-capitalist nature of like wanting to fight the man in Fight Club than being a literal neo-Nazi who needs to stop being a neo-Nazi, right? Like John and Jane person probably connect more with Fight Club than they do with American History X. I hope they do. I hope they do as well. That's fair. So, like, for me, I feel like that also gives it a little bit of an edge. I watch Fight Club before I watch American History X again. We're going by rewatchability as another I'm also going to say there's much better acting talent in Fight Club as an ensemble cast than American History X. I think Fight Club is a superior movie. But I think Edward Norton's better. It's very close. Like, it was a close 2-3 to me. But... Yeah. I, I oh you're saying that Edward Norton is better in American history yeah. Movies, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I do. But you know yeah. what? Not like significantly better, but he is marginally, marginally better. better. I, that's he, fair. He, he, yeah. That's fair. I, I, well, I'm just gonna put it in right now. <laughs> <laughs> the slam dunk is unforgivable. No, I'm fine with it. Uh, uh, well, is it my one? Sure, but like those top th- as long as those top three are the top three, I don't. You could. I don't care. I don't care which Any way you put it. Any given Ed Norton day, yeah. those movies are in some kind of order. I don't know what I just said, but it made sense in the moment. Mm. I'm not going to question it too much. Honestly, I think at the end of the day, Primal Fear being number one is the thing that makes the most sense to me. Agreed. It, like, the, like, two through five are like, I like this list. I like this list fine, but Prim- Primal Fear has to be one. Should it have been one on my list? Maybe. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's too late now. But. Had the coin come up tails, it might have Had the coin come up tails. But the point being, like, for that to be a welcome to the scene movie for the guy, you can't, you can't say anything. the greatest career debut in the history of acting. Absolutely. Almost. Absolutely. I'm sure there might be uh, another one I don't know of, but. Yeah. That would be an interesting topic. Yes. Like, be a lot of research. Best first movies, yeah. Like <laughs> down the line, when we're more well versed in this, it's like like what's considered the first movie. Like people think Rocky yeah, yeah. was Sylvester Stallone's first. It was not Sylvester Stallone's first movie. It's like his third movie. No, he was in a couple before that. Yeah. <laughs> Weren't they porns before that though? Italian Stallion, remarketed after the fact. Mm, smart. Sure. All right, so give us our give us our top five. We're settled on this, right? We're good. Yeah, I think so. Coming number five, Birdman. Top five Norton movies. I'm sorry, were you talking? Sorry, no, go ahead. Okay. Yep. Start start over. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Coming out of five, Birdman. Number four, Rounders. Number three, American History X. Number two, Fight Club. And the number one Edward Norton movie, Primal Fear. It's a great list. It really Very is. Good. No, I think we nailed it. Yeah. Not a bad movie in the bunch. Mm-hmm. What'd you guys protect? Primal fear. As did I. I protect. I protected rounders. It was between rounders and primal fear, but I'm like, I'm. I have faith in these guys. I'm pretty sure no one's gonna veto primal fear. <laughs> no, that that's definitely, probably, uh, probably grounds to end the podcast permanently. I, I would. I would like to think. I don't put anything past 
either of you, but uh, the the one I would have <laughs> the one I would have vetoed was uh, Motherless Brooklyn. I get That's why fair. it's on your list, and I I know he's has a lot to do with it like behind the scenes as well. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not upset it didn't make the list. I just felt that Baird mentioning sure. on an Ed Norton episode. That's why I had the yeah. score. He definitely on did. There. I, mm-hmm. I, if I was doing movies that I like that Ed Norton's in, Isle of Dogs would have been pretty high. American History Hex would have been on the list at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a fine line between enjoy and appreciate. Sure is. So that's our official top five Ed Norton movie list that the world now knows. All 15 <laughs> of you, I assume. <laughs> so th- thanks for tuning in. If you have issue with that list, swear, slash just want to let us know how great you think it is, you can either hit us up via email at 5moviemadness at gmail.com or on Twitter at 5moviemadness. Those both use the number 5 and not the word. Feel free. And if you want to hit me up personally on Twitter that I don't use, but, you know, if I see a mention, I'll check it out. I'm at Juice Clerk. If you want to follow me and talk to me on Twitter, uh, or just, you know, look at my Wordle score for that day, you can find me at I am City Folk Soul. Or if you're a craft beer fanatic, you can find me on Instagram at For Craft's Sake. I'm on Twitter, MR underscore Janny, Matt Jansen, J A N N Y. Um, yeah, I play Wordle, I post a score. I'm part of the masses now. I dabble. I also, I also play Weddle, which is more fun, and Framed, which is more fun. And I want them both to catch on. Framed is great. Are, Framed, Framed is, is awesome. a lot of fucking fun. I'm unfamiliar with both of the Framed other is games. six screenshots from a movie that get progressively easier. And then mm-hmm. you have that sounds awesome. guess the movie. And then Weddle is... Uh, you have eight guesses to figure out the NFL player. And you... The, you're not entering anything in. They just have like a drop down of everybody on it, and then you okay. get like your your yellow and your. It's like GeoGuessr, but it's like your yellow and your green <laughs> is like okay position. You got the height right. You got the division right. So it's it's kind of cool. Today's was Joe Mixon. Okay, uh, and that that was called. How do you spell Weddle? Weddle. W e d d l e. Like the safety. Yes. Eric Weddle. Yeah. Okay. I play. I play global. Which is, uh, you get a globe and you put it in a country, and it's like the country gets like increasingly redder as you get closer to like the country, and it'll tell you like it shares a border or like the nearest border is X number of kilometers away. It's another good one. That would, that would be my worst one. I'm terrible at geography, but it'd probably be the most helpful for my life. I use it. I play it with a a couple of my like students that are really into my class. Like, they come up every day and be like, can we play global? I'm like, yes, yes, we can play global. Sit down. Of course we can play. What are we still talking about it for? <laughs> Why haven't I started it yet? Um, Yeah, Framed. I don't know that I played today. I played yesterday's Framed. I got it in three. Yesterday. I, today, I got in, it, today I got it in two. Yeah, I was, a, I was a little embarrassed at yesterday's taking me three. A lot of the times I... Takes me five or six guesses to get it because it's pretty obscure screenshots. Today I got in two. I was proud of myself. Don't tell me what it is today. I'm probably gonna do it after we leave. I'm actually starting it right now. Frame.wtf. 
That's not the real web address. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is, yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. This is going to make great audio Play for it. everyone. Play it. Oh, wow, it is real. Do I know this already? Did you get it from the first one? I'm, I, I don't know yet. I, I'm, I'm still thinking in my brain, but I feel like... This looks really familiar to me, and I can't... It f- does look really familiar. Where do you I can't to? put my... F- I'm on one. I'm on one. Okay. Anyway, well, I'll, we'll <laughs> worry about this after. Let's let's wrap this up. Yeah. All right. So thank you everyone for tuning in. Enjoy your your framed play, and we'll see you next time here on Five Movie Madness. Good night. <laughs>